Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hey everyone, I'm Guile. I tweet at Door Podcast, and tonight I'm joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chickren on Twitter. And three returning guests. We have Tina. Hi, I'm Tina, and you can find me on Cutie Pillar on Tumblr. And Elise. Hi, I'm Elise. I am barely underscore legible on Instagram and barely legible on Tumblr. And Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. You can find me at Stinking Goose on Twitter which is, I think, are the official in of Close the Door and Come Here. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tonight we'll be covering Sansa 5 from A Storm of Swords, and this chapter takes place immediately after the Purple Wedding. So this is the nice little string of chapters with no other action in between that we need to recap. Yay! Um, <laughs> so we we literally start off as Sansa's fleeing the wedding and the bells begin to toll around the city, signaling Joffrey's death. Lady Tanda, who is also hightailing it out of there, tells Sansa, you know, she has a good heart to weep for the man who set her aside and wed another. Tanda says the gods are cruel to take him so young and handsome and at his own wedding. But Sansa just th- just thinks that the gods are just. And I, can we just talk about how much I love that so many people just full on ran away when this like, happened? Yeah. How are you guys picturing this? <clears throat> how are you picturing this in your mind? Because I'm literally like imagining them like having a conversation while they're running away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought that yeah. was confusing. I'm like, how are they? Ha- <laughs> yeah, it's bumping bit- into people. Yeah. yeah, I don't think George thought that one through. Or if there's a ton of people, I guess like they could be like you know, shuffling, you know, they're all kind of shuffling through. They're, you know, not really running, but there's just so many of them that, you know, it it's takes like a bottleneck at the door. Yeah. <laughs> While they're trying to get out. Yeah, maybe that's, I mean, maybe a bottleneck makes more sense. But yeah, in my mind, I'm always picturing them like sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to talk to somebody on the treadmill next to you. Or something. Right. <laughs> um, so Sansa, you know, she's really... She wants to hysterically laugh, and you know she's crying, and she she doesn't really understand. You know she doesn't really understand why she wants to dance. You know she tells herself that her tears are really for Rob and Marjorie. Um, but you know, which you know it's very sweet of her to cry for Marge. But you know how how do you well, assess it seems like, like how she's, she's having she's trouble feeling? even explaining to herself what these emotions are? I mean, like, yeah. it's, have you ever had? I've, I've experienced this where I just like. Tears are the thing that happen. It's like you yeah. don't know how to process something and you end up crying. Yeah, I think she's feeling all of kinds of things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So she makes it to the godswood and we find out that she has, per Sir Dantos' instructions, she's hidden some warm, dark clothes. And she struggles to change and you can kind of, she's having this like out of body moment. She describes it as, as feeling numb and dreamy. And then we get this like very famous Sansa quote where she thinks, my skin is turned to porcelain, to ivory, to steel. And were you guys struck by the quote happening at this point in time? Because it's always presented as, 
you know, Sansa's kind of, um, her turn from this innocent girl to this, you know, this becoming a player. And it feels like it fits, you know, more at the end of her feast arc even than it does at this point, at least for me. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what you guys thought about, you know, getting this line from her at this point in time. No, I think it fits here because I feel like this is one of the first or the the first times that Sansa is kind of taking control of her own destiny a little bit. Um, you know, even though she's sort of been manipulated and pushed into these actions by, you know, Dantos and we find out Littlefinger, but, you know, it's kind of like, even though she doesn't quite realize that she has just been part of a murder, she at least is like, I'm doing this. I'm running away. You know, I'm mm-hmm. taking action. That's how I've always kind of seen it. Yeah, I, I agree with that because the whole time she just feels like she's shut inside herself. And like right now, she's like fleeing to be free from that. So I agree. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's really interesting. Well, and it's interesting how she acknowledges how she slowly had to strengthen herself, too. It's like, you know, every every part of that sentence, you know, is, is less fragile than the part before. It's like, you know, porcelain, then ivory, then steel. Yeah. Like, you know, she's acknowledging her own progression, basically. So, you know, in the midst of all of this, she pulls off her hairnet and discovers the missing amethyst and, you know, she freaks out. And you know right away, she know she, you know, she strongly suspects what's going on even as she's trying to deny it. Um, well, I love how it's like she must have a thousand other things on her mind and it's like this is just like, you know, kind of takes over and it's like she doesn't even want it to, but she's it's like her brain starts putting the pieces together and yeah. she's like Shit, 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 shit. Shit. Well, like, and you can, sh- yeah. yeah, you can see the progression of her mood. She starts out just super, like, she's in a dreamlike state, and she's just kind of going through the motions, and she's got this, and then as soon as she realizes it, she, there's the panic of, like, is he even coming? Is he coming? Is this yeah. all going, you know, it's like you can just see her kind of wake up to, holy shit, this is actually happening right now, kind of freaking out. So, yeah, she does wonder, you know, is he really coming? And, you know, he shows up, and, of course, he's wasted, which is, you know... The most Sansa thing that could ever happen. Like, she has to deal with this, you know, in this incredibly critical moment that, you know, he's wasted. And she confronts him with the truth about the Amethyst. And she said, you know, there was murder in them. And Dantos denies it. And Sansa actually accuses him of poisoning Joffrey himself. And Dantos gets this very, like, Moon boy, butterballs, butterballs, butterbells, <laughs> butterbumps, butterbumps, butterbumps. <laughs> I was, you forgot you know, butterbumps. I did, but you know, here's my excuses. I literally just sent my siblings the annual, "Hey, what sides do you guys want to make for Thanksgiving?" emails. So I had butterball on the mind. Butterball. Yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, he says he choked on his pigeon pie. Oh, tasty, tasty pie. Silver and stones, that's all it was. Silver and stone and magic. Like, wow. Dantos is quite like a poet when he's drunk, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to ask this. Does it? Because this is the first Sansa chapter I've actually done. I don't know how that happened. But <laughs> isn't it weird that Littlefinger trusts Dantos to know that that's actually where the poison is? Yeah. I feel like that's not information he needed. I I am so glad you said that because I have so many issues with this idea of Dantos as like the the carrier pigeon, you know, for Littlefinger's <laughs> schemes. Like in what universe is this guy trustworthy? Like, do we learn that he has something on Dantos that keeps him 
Well, the and promise mine of money. Are like, what? I mean, I think it's is it just money? Of, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's the only thing I think is is that. And it seems like you know at the end when we get the you know one of many Littlefinger kind of explains all of the plots in the last page of the chapter chapters. Um, you know he talks he talks a little bit about how oh when Sansa saved your li- his you know when you saved his life I knew he was you know the the perfect person for this or I knew he was the cat spot I was going to use. Um, yeah, it just seems like that yeah, I, is really yeah. important. And he he can't even stand half the time. Like it's yeah, you're gonna give this hairnet to this guy that. Well, and, although you could say, it's not if he, even that I'm surprised that he gave it to him. It's that I'm surprised he told him what it was for or why she needed to wear it. I mean, it's like you could have found another reason to make him do that. It's just like, you know, why entrust someone with information they don't necessarily need to fulfill their role true. type thing? Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So this stuff like this just makes me think. Littlefinger is really just such a fucking joke, and. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because all the status he does in fandom. Well, and if Olena is in on it, why not have Olena give it to her? Because that would have been completely logical of like, here, here's a gift to us. Because the Tyrells don't don't want any, like, you know, the thing with Dantos is he's someone that is completely, he can't be tied back to either the, easily to either the Tyrells or Littlefinger. Like, you know. Yeah. Olena can't give it to her. Littlefinger can't give it to her. Um, you know, they kind of, yeah. It, I mean, you could, if Littlefinger was really clever, I mean, you would have had it come as a gift to her from, you know, I don't know. He could have said, you know, oh, your mother sent it before she did yeah. or, or something yeah. you know, or something like anything else. Oh, when, you know, when Cleos, um, you know, returned with the terms, he brought this because that would have been, you know, like, somewhat similar timing yeah i I don't mind i don't mind dantos being the 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 carrier pigeon for it i just don't like why would you tell it like it's just like how dantos immediately recognizes um oswell kettle black later on and it's like why would you let him know that name why would you let him know that you have this connection to the kettle blacks when all it would take is for him to get drunk enough to let it spill and then you know you lose your eyes and ears in the kingsguard i don't i don't know like these are just the i don't know if it's George or Littlefinger. I don't know if he wants us to secretly understand that Littlefinger is not as smart as he thinks he is, or if it's or just George, George not his, seeing, yeah, seeing it all the way through. Yeah. So, um, so Dantos tells Sansa that Tyrion's been arrested, and you know she's shocked, but that's really it. So there's no like, oh, I'm so sorry for Tyrion. Like, no, she's just <laughs> like, oh, and um, she kind of has this this nice. I, there's a few of these like Sansa's kind of like bitter angry moments which I really like because she has every right to feel like that and one of them is she thinks how you know Joffrey would complain about he could never abide the weeping of women um, but it's his mother weeping now (laughs) 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 and you know she's she's kind of running through and she's thinking you know maybe Tyrion really was in on it and she realizes that you know oh shit she's going to be blamed for it too because you know if the husband did it the wife's going to take the blame as well yeah, especially because she ran away afterwards. Yeah. It makes her look even more suspicious. So Dantos leads her out of the godswood, but he's so drunk that Sansa has to help him keep from falling. And again, what is she like, 13? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Ugh. And she had, ugh, it's just like. I think she's still only 12, isn't she? Is, she might be, yeah. And it's just so awful. And he even has to stop to throw up. So, 
you know, here she is, like, running for her life, and she has to help this drunk man. Um, but then, you know, she notices that under his cloak, he's wearing his house hollered surcoat, and Dantos tells her that, I wanted to be a knight, for this at least. And it's like, oh. Yeah, such a, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a fuck-up, but, you know, and he is doing it. You know, he, he did sell her, but, you know, oh, God, that, you know. And then you, like, find out about their fa- his family in, a, in Feast, and it's just like, oh, God, how, you know, what a tragic I mean, life. He does feel like he's saving her, even though, I mean, he yeah. doesn't know necessarily what's up, but he's like, oh, I am going to rescue this girl who also, like, did rescue me from... Yeah. So he is, he is a fuck-up, but, like, I think deep down he is trying on purpose. So they... I think he... The, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just like, that's his reward for saving her. Is kind of like I feel like yeah. he thinks that in his in his mind. Yeah. Not that he's necessarily he's talked himself into maybe thinking that he sold her, but yeah, it's like his reward for helping her, I guess. Well, not just sold her, but he's helped set her up for murder, right? So right. yeah, to save her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, little finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they finally make it through the walls and they have to descend a staircase cut into a cliff to get down to the river. And, you know, Sansa's like, oh, hell no. But Dantos <laughs> tries to convince her and he talks and he's crying now. So now it's like, now she's dealing with another drunk crying man. Um, she and he's talking about how Sansa saved him and now he's going to save her, you know, but only if they go. If they stay, they're both dead. And that's what motivates Sansa finally. It's that she has to go for Dantos, if not for herself. And then here's her other, like, her second little moment of badassness in this chapter, which I loved, <laughs> where she insists that Dantos goes first, though, yeah. because if he drunkenly falls, she doesn't want him to knock her off the cliff, too. That's our girl. <laughs> Which I don't know why Taking I love that so much, but you know, like yeah, good, smart, good mm-hmm. thinking. So you know, here we have Sansa. She's twelve years old. She's in the in a dress in the middle of the night, terrified with a drunk guy climbing down the side of a cliff. Um, you know, why do we think that George gives Sansa these physical challenges like this? And then you know, what we'll see when she goes from the eerie to the gates of the moon. Um, you know, I've, I kind of wonder, is it because he's, you know, he has all these characters that, you know, are great fighters or swordsmen. And, like, as Sansa got more important to the story, did he have to give her, like, that kind of physical courage in order to, like, build her up? Or, you know, what, why does she yeah, get all this shit? I, I've always suspected there's something of a, you know, the way that, that Catelyn finds herself capable of physical feats she didn't think she was, you know, I think that's kind of what he's doing with Sansa. I mean, George is really good at grabbing something from someone's past and referring to it again in a new way to show, you know, progression. Um, so I'm not saying he always intended to from the beginning, but clearly by this point, I think he kind of, it was kind of something that he was going to do. Um, you know, yeah, she's, I think what it is, is, you know, She's just she's just realizing that her will can carry her through even a physical challenge, you know, which I kind of think is what Catelyn's thing is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Yeah. So they get down to the river and the boat and um, Dantos calls out to the man, Oswell, 
And Sansa notes that he looks familiar, and I assume that he's a kettle black, and I think you guys are on board with that as well. He's yeah. their dad. It's their dad. It's their dad? Okay. I knew yeah, that they all uh-huh. had O names, but I didn't know that he was their dad. <laughs> Jesus, is there like anyone else? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and they all look alike, too? The hooked nose, yeah. Yeah. I just picture, like, in my mind, even though I know, like, they're not supposed to be, like, super unattractive, I just picture them as, like, like hillbillies, like, <laughs> deep back country. Oh. I don't, and it's not, like, they don't act like that, so I don't know why I think like that. I think it's just because they all have, like, stupid names that start with the same letter, and they all look alike, and they're all, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I got some issues with the kettle blocks, I guess. Oh. Don't we all? Oh, by the way, I mean, not to jump too much back, but I feel it's an honorable mention that he kissed her after he, before they went down and after he threw up. After he threw up, before they went down the ladder. Okay, so I'm now we confess, can move I completely <laughs> missed that he kissed her, which, you know, since the last moder- moderating episode I did, I missed that Joffrey, like, cut his book with, <laughs> with Widow's Whale, like, the main point of the chapter. Um <laughs> So when does he kiss her? Like before they go down? Yeah, so, she's like, "You go first. and he's like, "As you wish," and gives uh, him, like plants this big old what? sloppy. Yeah, <sighs> maybe that's just okay. Yeah. I might have blanked that out, but it's just disgusting. Like, oh, yeah, she's like even twelve. Like I'm just picturing. It says something too. Like he like clump like swings his legs over the cliff, and it's like all clumsy about it right afterwards, and just. Barfy and it must growth. be pretty easy to yes. make it down though. If you know, if he is, you know, is like throwing up drunk, and think about how much he must have to drink to throw up. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a pretty, I would imagine, he's quite experienced in the in the drinking area. Well, it might be that he didn't drink enough if he's enough of an alcoholic. Well, and maybe he ate too many, too much food with all you know, the mm. 77 courses. Um, Hard to know. Whatever it is, poor Sans. I mean, right. here's here's you know, seeing character progression, she's so good at dealing with just idiocy at this point that she just is like, okay, just deal with this, just, <laughs> just handle this because you gotta handle this shit when it gets handed to you. Yeah, like she's, uh, and just well, you know, she gets like the most like awkward, terrible situations too. You know, just like she goes from this and then Littlefinger and, Mer- and Marillion, but then also like Robert, Ugh. you know, little you know, mm. little Robert and stuff, like just these like prickly difficult people to deal with. Well, and how many like weird slash inappropriate dudes are gonna kiss Sansa too? Like, like all uh, of them. God. It's still up in the air. Yeah. Like, did the hound kiss Sansa? We don't think so, but then she thinks he does and uh, yeah. So like, yeah, so let's actually let's think about this. <laughs> Who has kissed Sansa? So Joffrey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Dantos, maybe okay. Sandor and Littlefinger. Tyrion kisses Ugh. her, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, Tyrion has to. Tyrion has to. And probably, Damn. And probably Robert Aaron at some point. I think he Yeah, sweet Robin does kiss her. He yeah. does. He so does. that's, like, the men that she's kissed. Like, oh, well, no wonder why she's thinking about Sandor. Like, he's yeah. <laughs> the best of that group. Who <laughs> wouldn't be dreaming about that, too? I'm like, my God. Ugh. Oh, Sansa, it's like freshman year all over again. <laughs> yeah, at least isn't Sandor like nineteen or something, or like really he's, he's like really young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so 
yeah, maybe a little older, but it's like I think at he's least like he's Tyrion's like, age, yeah. 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 I mean, Joffrey is age appropriate, just like and when she thinks about his wormy <laughs> lips and stuff too, it's like oh, it's like skin crawling. Oh, poor Sansa. So, um, so anyway, when they they row, and this reminds me of our friend Sandwiches, who I think it was like the second or third podcast ever. We, it was this ep. We were. I don't remember what we were talking about, but it was the fog bank of contrivance. Remember that? That was her great I think line it was about the scene, wasn't it? It was wasn't the scene. It as Santa yeah. was running away. Yeah. yeah, as they were rowing away, and like magically, the fog came about so that you know no one would see their boat rowing out to out to the ship. And she kind of coined that phrase, which I always think about when I read <laughs> this. Um, so they arrive I love at the. Oh, oh sorry. I was just going to say, I love the description of Blackwater Bay as they're going through. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Just like you don't really hear about it much after the battle and they just, everything's still there mm-hmm. and broken and there's the fog and it's really like, cool. It's, it's yeah. And she ghostly. thinks about this is where a thousand men burned. Yeah. 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 It's again, it's like she's running through the gauntlet, you know, mm-hmm. like she's. Has to make it, you know, she makes it through the throngs fleeing the wedding. She makes it through the Red Keep. She makes it down the cliffs. She makes it across a graveyard, essentially. Well, it's a battlefield. She's crossing a battlefield. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly the way, you know, exactly the way Stannis presumably would have gone if he would have, you know, made it through, if you think about it. You Mm. know, up the cliff, through the keep, and... It's the West Rosie like version of like a five K with like triathlon. It's <laughs> totally like a triathlon. Sansa's Iron Man. Sansa's doing CrossFit. Oh. No steel, right? She's steel now. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. She's steel. Maybe that could be like the new gym um a new gym slogan. <laughs> Turn yourself from porcelain to ivory. To ivory to steel. steel. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, so they arrive at the ship and Sansa realizes that it's Littlefinger. And Dantos um, tells Littlefinger he needs to row back right away before he's missed. And Peter tells him that, you know, oh, you're not going to want to leave without your 10,000 dragons, right? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and instead, um, Lothar Brun, who's literally Littlefinger's right-hand man here, and the other men on the boat shoot him with crossbows and dump his corpse into the boat and set it on fire. So uh, things don't turn out too well for Dantos. Um, and, you know, again, Sansa has to see all of this. And, you know, she has to turn away and she throws up. And she... You know, yells at Littlefinger, you you killed him. And she insists that, you know, Danto saved her, but Peter says that he sold her. And he lays he lays it all out for her. Sansa will be a suspect in Joffrey's murder. Varys will jingle his purse for more information. And once Dantos has drank through these 10,000 dragons, he would have sold Sansa out for more. And, you know, I don't think he's wrong. Um, yeah. It's pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Yeah. But again, so as I was rereading this, and I mean, we can get a little bit further into this because, you know, um, Littlefinger still has some more uh, plot to explain. Um, But like, 
Littlefinger's just, I, I don't get where his plans are actually that, oh, he's so crafty and he's so smart. It's like, if you really want to save her, I, you could probably think of like 10 better ways <laughs> again than like, why use Dantos? He seems like a wild card. Yeah. Like, well, you have George. All of this. <laughs> you have George actually having Littlefinger exposit that this is a move that may not necessarily make sense for him on the surface because. There is an issue of motivation here, which is what the fuck is Littlefinger's motivation for getting, you know, balls deep in this mess? And and right. it never really is clear. I mean, like, I know the quote unquote, like, chaos thing or whatever that the show came up with. Like, that's his whole goal. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't really know. And it's really not clear. And this is kind of George. When George, when George has Littlefinger himself go, you want to keep people guessing. So you want to do things that they don't know what your motivation might be. It's literally the author saying, yeah, wink, wink. I know he's not very well motivated here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like, is it a show only thing? I know at some point in the show, he has this moment where he tells Sansa that his vision is himself on the iron throne with her by his side or something like that. But is that a show only thing? I I feel like that must be show only if that happened. Yeah. That's show only. Yeah. I don't Unless I'm remembering wrong, I mean, granted, I am not not a little finger expert, but who is? Is this this is kind of his like this is the big reveal for Littlefinger kind of being in on all of the, I haven't reread the the series in a while, but this is kind of the moment that was supposed to be the like, what Littlefinger? Holy shit. Right. Well, I mean, that's yeah. kind in the, of in the books. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of well, I don't know, because it's sort of a little bit weird that we get, you know. We get several chapters of, you know, Littlefinger kind of having the aha moment, you know? Like right. We get this chapter and then her final chapter where, you know, he reveals even more. So it's sort of, it almost loses loses its impact a little bit. Like, does this chapter and the next chapter actually need to exist in a way? Or would it have been better to you know, pick up with Sansa in the veil and, you, you know, or, you know, you pick up with Sansa making snow castles and then finally slowly make out that she's in the veil and holy shit, it was Peter behind that, you know? Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if we needed to see this or not. It's not a bad, I mean, not that it's a bad yeah. chapter, it's just I think it's probably chapters. one of those things where, and knowing fandom, this would be true, if he hadn't had this much exposition about the actual plot of the murder right that there probably would have would have been a billion and one questions from fandom um about exactly what was going on and why i if i had to guess i mean i agree with you that it it doesn't maybe necessarily need to exist i mean but this is true of so many chapters how many Tyrion chapters have we said this about they're kind of just like placeholders, you know, have one little tidbit of information that is probably necessary and everything yeah. else is just, you know. Everything else is just cringeworthy. I mean, not that they're, you know, that's not, we're not, we're not in stories, you know, just for plot points. Right. Yes. But right. Um, yeah, when you have one with this kind of bloat, yes, then you really start to question these. <laughs> yeah, I was well, picking up my paperback copy of the book for this and for to write notes and it's like, my God, I can barely get my hand around it. It's mm-hmm. a big book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Littlefinger tells Sansa that everything Dantos did, he did on Littlefinger's behalf. And that, you know, essentially when Sansa saved his life, she set the plan in motion that would eventually kill him. 
And I just there's a couple passages that I, I have from near the end of the book. So this is the first one. It's pretty short. Um, Sansa felt sick. He said he was my Florian. Do you perchance recall what I said to you that day your father sat the Iron Throne? The moment came back to her vividly. You told me that life was not a song, that I would learn that one day to my sorrow. She felt tears in her eyes, but whether she wept for Sir Dantos Hollard, for Joff, for Tyrion, or for herself, Sansa could not say. Is it all lies, forever and ever, everyone and everything? Almost everyone, save you and I, save you and I, of course, he smiled. Come to the Godswood tonight if you want to go home. <sighs> what? <laughs> it's like, that's Sansa's, you know, to me that's like Sansa's first three books in a nutshell. It's, it's all lies forever and ever, everyone yeah. and everything. Yep. Uh, this just like broke my heart when I read it. I was just like, oh, poor Sansa. Like, she was just so happy, like, what, half an hour ago, even though she like was still freaking out. And then now she's like terrified. Yeah. You like, know, everything's a lie. She has no clue where she's going. She doesn't know what's going to happen. She's framed for murder. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. And he's using it as a grooming moment because it's, you know, putting aside, oh, don't mind that I'm kind of also the one who set you up for murder. But look, I'm saving you. <sighs> you know, aren't I great? And then, oh, later on, I'm going to we're going to make a match for you and you can take back Winterfell. It's going to be great. Like it, it's like, oh, but you are the one who set her up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think this moment um, about the lies is also a callback to her conversation with Sander, right? Um, one of her conversations with Sander where, you know, he's telling her, you know, everybody's a good liar but her. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. just, you know, the one thing when you read Sansa chapters, it's the importance of Sandor, like, of that relationship. And it, you know, I obviously we're always going to show bash, but... To, you know, boy, they fuck that up. You know, it's just that relationship, whatever it turns out to be, like, that's really, I think, incredibly crucial to her. Well, whatever it is, it's a touchstone for her. I mean, like, granted, I, I mean, and like, I've him. always said, I mildly ship it. I realize aspects of it. <laughs> oh, but, I 100% ship it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, it is what it is, but it definitely exists. And it's just so funny when, like, the show kind of erased it as, as kind of the touchstone that it is for her. I mean, like, I'm not saying I want them to do it because the age difference is even worse in the show, <laughs> if that's possible. But, but yeah, just yeah. how, you know how absolutely important they are and how they've been made to be so important that clearly they're going to, you know, clearly there is some significance. There's something that's going to happen between them. And I don't know if it's romantic or not, but I know that, you know, I know that they're not going to not have scenes together. You know, I know that he's going to be involved in her plot in some way going forward. You know, there's a reason that he's alive. There's a reason that he is in a position to, basically potentially hook up with a bunch of people that are looking for her. Yeah. Oh no, totally agree. Every time I see someone say, Oh, just because we have it confirmed that Sanders alive doesn't mean he's going to like show back. I was like, no, come on. (laughs) Of course he is. Right. I mean, you put him together with people that, you know, are, have the same aims as he have aims that he would easily be able to find himself falling in line with. So, Yeah. So, you know, so Sansa, at this point, she realizes she's 
gone too far to go back, and she thinks her only road was forward. And so she lets Littlefinger lead her to her cabin. Um, you know, Littlefinger, is, he's clearly in his element now. He's really kind of smug, enjoying all, all, you know, enjoying how well all of his plans went. And he, he asked Sansa about the feast and if Tyrion en- enjoyed the dwarfs. Um, you know, he brags about hiring them, hiding them, and then hitting Joff over the head with what to do with them. And he has this funny line about Joffrey. You know, he says, you can lead a king to water, but with Joff, one had to splash it about before he realized he was uh, <laughs> I love that line. That's it's like, so funny. It's so funny to me that Joff is so stupid, though, because, like, you know, he really... He's stupid. Well, I shouldn't say that, because he is, like, the... He's you know, very he's, inbred. Yeah, but, like, he does get that Danny's a threat. Like, he gets that, like, pretty early. But otherwise, like, he really shouldn't be that stupid, given that the rest of his family, for all of their various traits, are typically not stupid. Well, you know, and he is inbred, but he's not, like, he's not, like, Targaryen inbred. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's not as bad as it could be. I think a lot of it is he's a product of of how he was raised, you know, and like being coddled and being the golden child and he can do no wrong. And so, you know, it's like, well, nothing ever, <laughs> nothing ever goes over my head. I would catch it, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm smart and I'm special. And anyone who mocks me, I, I'll have them put to death. That's it. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I love that, though, <laughs> that he didn't get it. Why would I want some ugly dwarves at my feast? <laughs> it's oh, like, God. oh, <laughs> I hate dwarves. Not as much as my uncle dwarves. does. <laughs> like, God. Oh, Joffrey. Um, again, like, wouldn't that have been a fun, I, you know, well, for an okay, adaptation, I, I don't under, if you're going to add scenes that don't exist, like, that would have been a super fun scene to write. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all of great. this, all of this, and then we're still supposed to believe that Joffrey arranged to have Bran killed. Right. He did that yeah. all right. on his own. Yeah. So um, Sansa, you know, when he ta- when he tells her about the dwarf, Sansa realizes that Littlefinger has basically perfectly framed Tyrion for the murder, and then he tells her that she'll make a beautiful widow. <laughs> so. Um, we get to the Emina read the end of the chapter, which I just sort of termed as, you know, getting both creepier and more interesting. Um, and we talked a little bit about it, but um, there's just, it's so much good stuff. So Sansa asks Peter, my Lord, I, I do not understand. Joffrey gave you Hall, made you Lord Paramount of the Trident. Why? Why should I wish him dead? Little, little finger shrugged. I had no motive. Besides, I am a thousand leagues away in the Vale. Always keep your foes confused. If they are never certain who you are or what you want, they cannot know what you are like to do next. Sometimes the best way to baffle them is to make moves that have no purpose or even seem to work against you. <laughs> Remember that, Sansa, when you come to play the game. What? What game? The only game. The Game of Thrones. He brushed back a strand of her hair. You are old enough to know that your mother and I were more than friends. There was a time when Cat was all I wanted in this world. I dared to dream of the life we might make and the children she would give me. But she was a daughter of River Run and Hoster Tully. Family duty honor, Sansa. Family duty honor meant I could never have her hand. But she gave me something finer, 
A gift a woman can give but once. How can wow. I turn my <laughs> How can I turn my back upon her daughter? In a better world, you might have been mine, not Eddard Starks. My loyal, loving daughter. Ugh. Put Joffrey from your mind, sweetling. Dantos, Tyrion, all of them. They will never trouble you again. You are safe now. That's all that matters. You are safe with me and sailing home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Every okay. part of this is what's horrifying. It is, and there's a lot to unpack, and there's a lot to talk about. But can we just talk about the fact that, in a way, he's seriously trying to woo Sansa by telling her, I fucked your mom. Yes. <laughs> that's his pickup oh line. God. That's some Jamie Lannister-level so courting mistake. Like, does he well, think that he? I mean, I think I think he thinks he had sex with Cat, doesn't he? He does, yeah, think it. because yeah. he was so drunk. It was Liza, he was right? So yeah. drunk, and it was yeah, it was Liza, but he thought it was Cat. But then he had sex with Liza anyway, right? Yeah, but even so, like, he thinks that Cat had that? sex with them, and then just like never came back. Yeah. Family duty honor, she couldn't. Like, oh. she was willing to give him her virginity, but okay. then, you know, okay, he couldn't be with her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so the first part, let's, let's maybe, the first part of this. Yep. I feel like this is utter bullshit. Sometimes I just randomly do things, because that's how I play the game. Well, that's like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Because he, you know, unless... Littlefinger is such a, you know, six-dimensional chess wizard that he can predict <laughs> the reactions to every single random thing he would ever do. Well, it uh, this is, I mean, this is clearly just George going, and by the way, I'm going to use this character to do any other random thing that I want to do, and, and I never have to explain why. Thanks. <laughs> Here we oh, go. I'm writing myself a blank plot check. Yeah, it feels like he was like, hmm, this would be a fun way to wrap this up. Uh, why would he do that? Who knows? I had no motive. Doesn't I matter. I had no motive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because well, it, right. it also just pokes holes in this. Like, he does he want us to think that, oh, Littlefinger is so smart and so crafty or not? Because it's just, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, there are just so many other ways of getting whatever it is that he wants. Like, even with Sansa. So it's like, Okay, do you want Sansa? There are so many easier ways than than this. You know, yeah. this convoluted killing a king. Like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. let me go yeah. out of my way. I mean, risk versus reward seems well, and this is always the issue with Littlefinger. It's like I understand when his goal is to tear something apart. He's really good at tearing things apart, but it's much easier to tear things apart than it is to build something. You know, and. The, all he ever really does that makes him look clever is tearing things apart. I mean, like, you know, y- yeah, you could you could work around and try to figure out how to get people killed. You can betray people. Like, you can do shit like that. You can cause people not to trust other people. Like, you can do things like that. But it's like he never wants to build anything. And it's like, so what is his motivation? I mean, honestly, what is his motivation? Well, I mean, oh, yeah, at, at least beast, last he has sorry. a plan to build. So, I mean, his, you know, he does sort of articulate a a plan to to build something you know basically he's setting you know Sansa up to be essentially a queen in the north but you know what is his part of that is his part like he wants right. to sit you know he wants to sit next to her in Winterfell 
Or they think like, that, you know, I don't think that's the case. But it's like he's sitting here telling you how he has Joffrey's ear enough to pull some of the shit that he's pulled. Yeah. So why wouldn't he just wait out, right, the re- the Regency, wait until Joffrey's of age. Joffrey's going to be pissed at Tywin anyway. Why wouldn't your smartest plan to be if you just wanted to shadow rule everything to right. wait until you could do that with Joffrey? Why, well, like, why have this convoluted plot to try to put right. Sansa on some kind of throne and control her? I mean, like, it just doesn't or make even good worse, sense. Why not? I mean, I, you know, just spitballing here thinking about this, but, <laughs> you know, why not kill Tywin? Like, if he really wants, you know, that would put him in a position to have more power over Joffrey. And, I mean, potentially, depending on who his allies were, um, you either, you know, who is who he wanted to ally with, who he wanted to work against. I mean, there'd be plenty of suspects that would not have been him. I mean, obviously, you would have Oberyn being suspect number one, but he could be working in concert with him, or the same with Tyrion. You know, if he still wanted Sansa, it sure as hell would have been easy enough to frame Tyrion for killing Tywin. And then you just, you have like, you know, Cersei who would be, you know, easy enough to manipulate. He's already, you know, Cersei and Joffrey, he's already proven that he probably can work, work with them or around them, however. So, you know, the only thing it doesn't do is get Joffrey away from Sansa. But I don't think he's like, you know, he's not concerned with Sansa's virginity or anything. That's not, you know, he doesn't care. It's you know he doesn't know that I mean he has no idea what would have happened between her and between and Tyrion, and Tyrion. no he has so no it's idea. not like he's protecting her like from you know Joffrey's bed or anything like that even you know as gross as that is but yeah it seems like Tywin might have made a more a more interesting character for him to kill off than this is my thing like Joffrey. if your goal is to be the like mustache twirling guy behind the throne I feel like there are better ways to get there than this plot. Yeah. Well, and it's like in one breath he says, oh, well, I had no motive, but then it all comes back to playing the game, the Game of Thrones. It's like, well, then you have a motive. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, I feel like long term his plot as it is, is to sit Sansa on the Iron Throne with him as the power behind it. But again, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's a hell of a, you know. It's a hell of a lot of risk and a hell of a you know a hell of a long shot when if his goal is to like be the power behind the Iron Throne, like Joffrey's right there. I mean, the tight you know maybe it's, or like why not go for Marcella? Why not go for yeah. Tommen and mm-hmm. start? You know I mean like uh, there are easier ways to do this, yeah. Littlefinger. You're an yeah. idiot. Sorry, you are. Yeah. Well, and it also like the thing that I started wondering as I was rereading this is how much does he really want Sansa? Like. And maybe we're going to get to this, so you can definitely pause me no. if that's the case. But, but you know, like, it's like, he was, oh, he's trying to woo her by talking about taking her mom's virginity. And it's like, dude, you should know in your experience with women, like, that's not how you talk to somebody to to woo them, you know? Like, so I've, I've kind of started to wonder, like, does he really want her like does he see himself eventually marrying Sansa or in some way having her or is it just this weird freaky I just want to have you here as a little trophy as a 
an extension a of cat. That I can just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. this little catlin that I can, you know, maybe one day I'll bang you, but, uh, you know, it's up in the air. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, but he doesn't seem to have the jealousy that you'd expect for someone who really were in love with her or obsessed with her, you know? Yeah. Like, he doesn't seem to care too much about other men being with her. But then he's going way out of his way to save slash frame her. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm agreeing, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the grossest thing is that in some ways he's grooming Sansa to be, you know, more like him. And I think of it in terms of, like, is he thinking, you know, Sansa needs to be more worthy of him? More, you know, because, you know, he really does love himself quite a bit. And, you know, for all of Sansa's attributes... He doesn't want the person that Sansa is. Like, he doesn't want this genuinely, like, you know, sweet, loving woman. He wants this person that's just like himself. Like, he's trying to create this version of her, but that's more like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I wonder how much, well, I wonder how much of that, I feel like a big piece of... Sansa's story is kind of her being around all of these objectively shitty people, but she learns from them, you know, like she spends a lot of time around Cersei and it's awful, but she still learns lessons. And like, even if she learns it, she doesn't learn like, for example, when Cersei tries to tell her that, you know, it's the fear that will keep you in power and she witnesses firsthand. Oh, well, no, she's actually wrong. Like that's a great way to get yourself you know, murdered. Um, so it's like she's she's picking up and she's learning things. She's just maybe not learning the lessons that the villains, quote unquote, want her to learn. And maybe part of it too is that we're focusing on it like it's Littlefinger's story, and it, it's you know to your point, it's not. You know, Littlefinger's here is the Littlefinger's importance is in terms of, or you know, I'm not. This isn't necessarily true, but you know, maybe maybe Littlefinger's importance to the story isn't anything that Littlefinger does himself specifically, but rather like what he does with Sansa or like how he puts her plot forward. Like he's just an accessory to her plot. So maybe, you know, his, all of this is much less important. I mean, it's still like, I want the internal logic of it, but you know, he's not the important character here. She is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I still, it's still, it's just like so little reward for so much risk and every and pretty much everything that he does, you know. Because mm-hmm. one thing goes wrong, and I mean he's done. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, was he like playing possum? I mean, really, actually, if he was like <laughs> screwing Lysa for years, I mean, then you know, even that, like you know, he gets caught any of that, and again. You know, talk about relying on unreliable people. I mean, he kind of has a history of that because, you know, Liza doesn't seem like she would be someone that would be really great about, you know, keeping secrets about poisoning her husband over the course of months either. So <laughs> maybe that emboldened him a bit to to uh, trust Dantos a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well- who else does he bring? I can't remember, but who else does he bring this up, the taking Kat's virginity too. Like he brings this up. Doesn't he bring Doesn't it up to bring, other Tyrion? It, 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 you well, Tyrion, Tyrion has heard it. I think Tyrion's heard him say it. Yeah. 
Well, and I think it's just Jamie's weird that he's like going around everyone, saying like, this too. Doesn't Jamie say so? Oh yeah, Littlefinger had you first. Like Jamie yeah, brings it up. That's right. Like it's, of course Jamie oh, brings God. it up. <laughs> Clearly, oh, Littlefinger tells everybody. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just weird. He's just like weirdly obsessed, and <sighs> Sansa is just like this weird, stalky extension of like his obsession with Cat that he but can not have. So obsessed that he seems he doesn't even express like any sadness over you know basically being a part of getting Cat killed though either you know like for someone so obsessed with her yeah. he never even like. Maybe it was more of the yeah, like the idea of her at that point, not necessarily hers. Yeah, I well, don't know. This, I mean, at this point, he hasn't even really known her in any capacity right. for the last what fifteen oh, yeah. years. Right. Yeah, um, they Great were, point. you know, because yeah, I mean, I won't break down the ages because I'll get it wrong a hundred percent. But yeah, little I mean, fingers it's been, in his twenties, isn't he? No, he can't be. Yeah, he probably could be like. Because he's, he's a younger little than younger. Kat, so he could be like yeah. very late twenties or very early thirties. Yeah, because yeah, Cat's like what thirty two, thirty three, thirty two at the start, I think. Right, that old hag. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, some twenty nine year old. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a twenty nine year old dude. Again, like. The ages of these characters just do not make any sense to me at all. When you think, like, oh, if he's 29, he's, like, what, four years older than Tyrion? Does it seem like at all? Like, four years older than Tyrion, like, same between him and Sandor? Like, no, it seems like he's, like, 50. Oh, he's just so disgusting. Maybe his motivation is he's still mad because he was beaten by... Is it was it Brandon? Yeah. Start like he's just mad and pissy about it, and so that's his motivation for ruining everything for everyone. <laughs> I have no idea. But I feel like he's well. There's a definite inferiority complex. I think yeah. with Littlefinger. Like, yeah. doesn't he have? He's like a second or third, a third or fourth son or something. Like, doesn't he have older brothers or something? Am I, I misremembering know. that? No, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I thought that was why he was that. Littlefinger. That he was like. No, it's because no, he's it from just, the fingers. I thought yeah. it was something else with like brothers or something. He's from the fingers, and he was small, and that I think is why they called oh, him. Oh, right, he was finger. small. It's just you know. Oh, sorry, I lost my I lost my train of thought, but it was. You know, if you really if. The things that Littlefinger should actually be upset about and the people that she should actually have some anger for, like, you never even hear anything about it. So, like, Mm -hmm. I think you can assume that Lysa obviously told him about Hoster forcing her to have an abortion. And, you know, that basically, you know, he lost, he was, you know, well, first of all, he's raped by Lysa. Then his, you know, child was forcibly, you know, taken away from him. You know, these are the things that actually he should be, like, really, you know, these are the things that he should conceivably be angry about or con- conceivably have, like, a good case for revenge, you know, on, the t- on like, Hoster Tully, basically, and, you know, Liza, for that matter. Like, the Tully should be, you know, enemies number one, and, you know, yeah, he does screw them over a bit, but, you know, that's, you know, the Lannisters really have... Done nothing to him. <laughs> enough, now, you know? why why was it 
Why was it that Littlefinger wasn't just married off to Liza? Like, I know that he was being fostered there, so I assume he's... But I just don't... I don't remember his own history very well. So it's like, I don't know how... He's from from a very, very minor, minor house. Like, he's Uh from a house that's like... You know, like you have you have like the the big houses like within any one of the seven kingdoms, right? That are you know like say, in the north you've got like the Boltons, the Carstarks, you know, kind of the big houses. <laughs> it's like if you put it in that in that way, like Littlefinger's house like a, would have been like beholden to the Boltons, like would have yeah. been le- lo- loyal. Like they wouldn't have mm-hmm. even been a top level, like, second level house. Maybe you know? like the pools mm-hmm. or the castles or something. Yeah, from the north. Yeah. And I think, too, then, uh, you know, it was like that exact point of time where John Aaron lost his heir and was in desperate need for a wife. And, you know, oh, Liza, we know she can get pregnant. Let's marry her off, you know, which is. Well, it was just he just was not nearly worthy. And I think I think that Foster looked at it as, you know, because of whatever friendship he formed with Baelish's father. um, What was it in the war? uh, No, the. At the stepping stones, that would I, I don't know some some war, they became friends, and that's why he agreed to foster um, Peter Baelish is because he was friends with his dad. Hoster was friends with his dad, and um, you know I think he viewed that as him doing a really good turn to someone to give this yeah. little obscure kid from nowhere, you know, a shot at you know being fostered somewhere and giving a be- him a better shot in life, you know, but like you know, but not not, bad, not a good shot. enough shot to like. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, should be a lesson to all of you is, um, you know, don't don't embrace your war buddies' kids. Okay, that's the takeaway. Yes, that's the lesson learned. Just keep them at ar- really keep them at arm's length, everyone. Yeah. It's a really niche takeaway. Yeah, it's really. Like- <laughs> There's like one topic I wanted to talk about in this chapter. Yeah. So, have you guys ever heard about how um like the cloak Sansa brings with her yeah. is like actually Sandor's cloak? Yeah. And that, like, she dyed it, and that's why it's, like, the dark cloak. So I've always, like, I like that Wait, idea, but this? I'm never sure about it. I know yeah. she keeps the cloak, right? Because I remember she has it in the veil. Yeah, but supposedly when she runs away, like, the cloak she's wearing, the dark cloak, that's supposed to be that. But she's, like, dyed it and, like, changed it. That's, like, one of the, like, theories oh, that's out it. there. I didn't think she died. Not- I think she still has it, but I didn't think she died it. I thought she That's stuffed like a it. theory. Yeah, there's a theory out there, and I think it has to do with when he leaves um, the night of the Blackwater. She he leaves the cloak, and she like yeah. shoves it in a dresser drawer or something, like in her mm-hmm. room. But then it's like never brought up again, and so people are kind of get, thinking that it that might be the cloak. But this I thought, see, I thought it was cloak. brought up again. Is it? Because I think she was told to dress warm. And it seems like I, I just wouldn't imagine the Kingsguard cloaks would be like, you know, they wouldn't be like white, pure white wool. Right. There is a th- I have read that theory, though, but, about the, yeah. the cloak. I mean, I kind of wish what? that was the case. <laughs> I always just wonder, like, who's letting Sansa be like, hey, can I like borrow this dye bucket for a minute and like <laughs> on this cloak? Like, I like the idea, but I've always just wondered, like. When does Sansa have time to like do any of this stuff if she's always like being watched by everybody in the castle? Okay, so this isn't in canon. Just someone theorized that she might have dyed Sanders' cloak. That's the theory. Yeah. Oh, I have never heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that. Well, am I misremembering? I feel like there's a scene later where she... I feel like it's in the veil where she pulls it out and like 
wraps herself in it or something. Hmm. Or is she, st- I feel like there's a scene where she, the, there is a scene where what she pulls that? it back out and wraps it around herself. I think it's in the veil when like, um, poor Marillion is like singing. And I think it's after the moon door thing. It's like something she does to feel safe. I really feel like there's a scene where she pulls it back out. I'm, okay. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, trying to look it up too. That's exactly what Kama would do if yep. she were here. So good exactly. job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just makes it even more egregious that he's been written out of her show plot. You know, like that's a. I mean, honestly, like the Sansa Littlefinger relationship. I mean, I. I mean, I know we're not really supposed to care, but, you know, I. I mean, not care in the sense of like wanting them to be together or whatever. But it's like I could use. A ton less of that and a ton more, um, a ton more Sander. I just, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I don't find Littlefinger particularly interesting, again, because I, I think that when you have a character who's, like, outright stating, there's no motivations for my actions, haha, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't really, you know, wh- doesn't really, it's not fun for the reader, like, how can I speculate or think about or I don't know. You know People love him. It. Maybe it I is know, fun for I, some readers. I just, yeah, maybe. Uh, I love Littlefinger. I like love to hate him. That's the thing. It's not like he's like my favorite bad character. I just, I just feel like chaos as a ladder is just like a <laughs> cop out for anything that can happen. You know, chaos. why do you do it? I don't know. Chaos ladder. Anyway, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Apparently, um, I believe that. Aiden, Aiden Gillum, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He's going to be Gillen. in the Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody movie just as an Oh, aside. is he in that? Yeah, I guess, yeah. So I who he's playing. I don't know, but... Oh, and, and more Game of Thrones news. Apparently Richard Madden might be the next James Bond, so... Oh. What? Yeah. That's interesting. That. So, interesting. So... Random asides. I'm going to be completely open with the audience and you guys right now so i'm a big milwaukee brewer fan our playoff game is happening right now so i'm kind of watching the game and it was that point of the game where they're they're playing the la dodgers so there's a bunch of celebrities in the crowd so it's just that point of the game where they were like literally panning the crowd for celebrities so it's like roblo mario lopez leslie <laughs> man like chad apatow like all these various people which reminded me of um the bohemian rhapsody movie so there. Wow, some segue that was. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, and let me jump back in that I did see. Okay, so she she does wrap herself in it, but it's um, it's it's after he leaves. It's okay. while she's still in King's Landing. So it's like okay. he comes in, he makes her sing. They have that whole interlude, and he leaves the cloak. And then while she's still sitting there, while the Battle of the Blackwater is happening, she wraps the cloak around herself and sits there. Um. Like you know, I'm just going to say, if it were Sansa's cloak that she died, she, why wouldn't she have thought that at this yeah, point? I right. Mean, Sansa was cold. She shook out the torn cloak and huddled beneath it on the floor, shivering. So this is why she's waiting warmer, for the... I, I hate to poke holes in, you know, shipper theories, but that doesn't... That doesn't I hold feel like a lot yeah, of we're in me. her POV in this chapter, and she mentions the cloak was a deep green. Yeah. You know, yeah. the cloak I dyed. That yeah. was <laughs> right, right. I couldn't find any black dye, so I had to use green dye. Right. I the Tyrells that. had a bunch yeah. left over. You know, like, it would have <laughs> made some logical sense. Yeah, it's right. just 
you know, again, it's just baffling to me that the show prioritized her relationship with Littlefinger, even to the point of having Littlefinger do the exposition about Sanders' own history and injuries over her relationship with Sander. Like, I just really, you know, don't really understand that and deeply regret it. And, you know, as as much as, you know, Jamie and Brienne shippers can bitch about what was done to us, like, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I just assume, like, all the hardcore Sand Sand shippers are just, like, they were done, like, five seasons ago. And well, they fucking uh-huh. fucked that ship the minute that they cast Rory McCann. I mean, he yeah. was way too old for any sort of like swallowable romance between those two. I mean, like, come on. Well, and like, I know that it's on HBO, so there's obviously not a whole lot of parameters in terms of what you can show, but you know, I wonder if it's also, I know they don't have rating. Well, I guess they do have ratings. I don't know, but you know, I wonder if there's a certain level where they have some higher up that's like, okay, we can do this kind of violence and we'll allow this, this, and this because it moves the plot along and it's relevant to blah. We'll allow this, but ugh, is there any way we can take out this problematic relationship? Cause we've already got a lot of problematic relationships. But let's <laughs> add the I, Sansa Ramsey problematic relationship. Like, Oh God. Right like that doesn't any, well, I can, <laughs> well, my theory is, as my theory has been the whole time, that no offense, straight men, but these guys did not realize there was a romance there, and so they just cast it the way that they cast it, not realizing the significance uh-huh. of the relationship between Sansa and Sander because they haven't met back up and it hasn't, you know, become explicit. Really, yeah. Same so way. Same leave- thing with Jamie and Brienne. It's like they didn't really seem to completely understand that, you know, until they really got into it. So, you know, and lead the writers to water, but. <laughs> have to splash yeah, it around splash a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've come to the end of the chapters. Any any more comments on this? I, it's like I don't I know I kind of felt like it was filler, but it's like again, it's not a bad chapter. It's like a good no, no, chapter. Yeah. It's you know, it's just frustrating. It's actually, it's actually yeah, probably I really like this chapter. Chapters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Do you there's you know, there's all the questions about the hairnet, you know, the Chekhov's hairnet. Yeah. Um, is this like a, he doesn't, I mean, I'm, we don't hear about it any, I haven't read Feast in a long time. Like we don't, it's not mentioned, correct? No, like, it is. Again? Sansa thinks about it. Sansa thinks about the fact that she has it. And it, like you know, later on when she's at the veil? I'm pretty sure. And there okay. must be poison in it's like been all of the stones. Too. Because well, I would think they would all be, because right, like, I can't not see Elena like, like fumbling around. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on a minute. I got the right one. This one. to the yeah. left. Three down, you know. right? <laughs> so is this like if the if the show if there's any plot points in the show that are still going to be in the books? Like, is she going to use this on Littlefinger later? Is this going to be like where is this thing going to come back? Yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I love the idea of her. I know, right? Littlefinger, because there are some things with the show that I'm like, okay, well, in the books, this might not be how they get there, but I would buy that. More or less, this is how it ends for this Sounds character. Sounds like going to play a role in Littlefinger's death yeah. at some point. And if so, is the hairnet going to, mm-hmm. like, but also, why wouldn't he ask about that? If he knows about this hairnet, you know, here, go to your cabin and change. By the way, can I have this killing device? I don't know. Like, would he just forget about it and know that she has it? And I don't know. Well, he, he Littlefinger weirdly does not seem to suspect. Sansa of anything, which is stupid right. of him. Right. But we've established that he's stupid, so right. you know and that's, that's fine. You know, giant blind spot. Like <laughs> he's willing, you know, he never thinks that she'll sell him out, which is funny. Why would she? 
He took her mom's virginity. Oh. <laughs> Does she even get what he means by that? Oh, or is she just that like, what, like, what, what, what special gift? What special like, gift? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, why did he write that? That would have been so much better. <laughs> oh. You know, the special gift. No, <laughs> wink, wink. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> And she's just like staring at him, huh? Like looking. <laughs> oh. oh God, it's like she's twelve, and I just oh that poor thing. Oh. It's bad enough when your whole family, or she believes her whole family's dead, but then like just awkward, horrible interactions after awkward, horrible interactions. It's. I think that's part of why you're so happy for her when she has like kind of her moments of happiness in the veil, like friends and she seems to be having fun. It's like, my God, she deserves like a breather. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have a couple pieces of mail, but I'm hanging on to them uh, for our drunk cast, which we'll be recording uh, this weekend. So um, if anyone is listening to this this week, so this is the first week, the second week of October, um, get your questions into us now for our drunk cast and, you know, to our panelists as well. We're looking for questions. Uh, we're going to be releasing it to the public around the holidays. So any holiday theme questions you have would also be great. But otherwise, you know, your Jamie and Brienne stuff, your random stuff, if you have any baseball or celebrity questions, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely any little finger questions that you yeah, have. Little finger, right yeah, little finger oh, questions. Yeah. You know, any random show bashing you would like us to participate in, I feel like we would probably, especially after especially after a few drinks, be easily persuaded to do that. Um, <laughs> you can reach us on Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here, also at on Facebook at Close the Door and Come Here. You can email us at close the door and at gmail.com or find us at Door Podcast on Twitter. And to listen to us, you can find us on Podbean on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places like that. And you can also become our Patreon. And one of the main benefits of, a, of being a Patreon is that you will get episodes early. So I just talked about our drunk cast, which will be released to the general public around the holidays, but actually our Patreons will get it most likely in late October, early November. So um, you get a few things like that to look forward to. Anything else, anyone? Nothing I can think of. All right. Well, I am closing the door. Get out.